the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School well, you well, I said the these... places that had U.S. military. That's why I said Germany would probably do well because they have high school football. Oh, Nigeria's gonna go hard at this thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Nigeria. Oh, Let's go. That's Nigeria. the dark horse. Let's go. <laughs> no, the dark horse. That'll be the one going hard. You right about that. I forgot all about that. Thank you, Christian Okoye. We we you brought football to that country, and you didn't bring no jollof rice to this one, you bastard. <laughs> Took years to get Joe Loft Rice and that motherfucker over here running for thousands of yards. It's because you're living in the wrong, on the wrong coast, Aaron. If you was on the East Coast, you probably would have had Joe Loft a lot sooner. Or Man. or even Houston. There's a lot of, there's a big African diaspora. Let me look. Let me look. Let's look. Let I just say look. that. Just like, and Houston. Houston always got like everybody. Pedro. Houston yeah, is a place that got some, a lot of somebody there. A lot of somebody. <laughs> like it could be all kinds of anybody. And they got a lot of somebody. <laughs> Everywhere. We got niggas drowning in Hades. Come on. Y'all worrying about a basketball league, fantasy league. If y'all save don't know, people, <laughs> save the people in Haiti. Some poor Negroes over there drowning. Help them out. If y'all Stop don't know, basketball. Uh, fantasy basketball is about to start. The NBA season is kicking off. So, uh, We'll have some good, we'll have some good, good talk about that. I think I don't know if there's anything other than any other breaking news other than the fact that uh, Chris Paul's playing like an old man at the YMCA, trying not to get hurt. <laughs> I thought he was balling, Jared. Uh, I would say I wouldn't call it balling. Like he's he he's still out there. He he's impacting the game. He's a quality player, but he also is out there like he's just old, bro. He's playing like I I watch him play. And I see myself in him <laughs> as he plays. Like the Are things the that, same age? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the things I see him doing, I'm like, yep, I would have played that like that. Those 50-50 balls, how he's trying to finish around the basket, even trying to take it to the hoop and where he's willing to go. The mechanics, you know, he just it's not as fluid. It's a little bit more, it's a little slower, a little more jerky. But also like the way he engages on things. Like I'm like, yeah, you getting old, you ain't trying to get hurt. You know, you can't be as twitchy as you used to be. So you kind of got to be a little more planned out and where you're going to position yourself or how you're going to move. Otherwise, just like in the playoffs last year, he thought he was back in his prime. Over here, tweaked his groin, just doing a regular defensive slide to the to the hoop in front of somebody. And that's what it is being a, you know, damn near 40-year-old man. Growing? Last year in the playoffs on the Suns, man. Oh, he's talking about the playoffs. Yeah, yeah he looked dope. He looked but he tweaked his playoffs. groin doing something that, like, it was like that was not anything out of the normal. Like, sometimes you see guys, like, they tweak something when, you know, they're trying to cut yeah, they, or explode. <laughs> you know, that was they, just. They were chasing somebody down. They doing something in that way. He was just making a normal. I wouldn't even say it was a professional move. <laughs> it's like something you see in the YMCA. Everybody do. Yeah. But then, like, I've been playing. I'll play a little basketball here. I'll play a little soccer here. And there's times where, you know, I start playing, do a little something. I feel something get a little tight. Oh, 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 never mind. I'm going to slow down, y'all. We ain't doing all that today. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Or for me, it's not worth it. For him, 
that's his money maker. He making he being overpaid to do that. So I get it. Do your thing, boss. Do your thing. Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. But yeah, shout out to Chris Paul and the Warriors. We'll see if their undersized model will be able to get them to a title run again. I think, uh, and to be honest, it's not gonna happen. Unfortunately, it's not gonna happen. You don't think he can help him, man? I think he gonna make your boy. Much better, your boy off the bench, the power Kuminga. Kuminga, yes, yeah, no, I could see Kuminga, and he's shown signs of life in the preseason. But I wouldn't, I'm not putting that, putting that on there, being like he's going to elevate his game to be that well. Like that's true because Kuminga, your boy, uh, your boy, what you call it, it was really in his ear every game, and it still couldn't keep him focused. Uh, Andre, Andre Godala, Andre Godala. Well, he's still young. He's drafted when he's 19, so he's like 21 now or 22. So he's still yeah. really young. I get that. No, but the problem isn't the skill. At 21, 22, by now, by 22, you should be turning into, with that many that many people around you, you should be turning into more of a professional. Yeah, but a uh, maturity and ability to, like, you know, have that. But he also picked up basketball late. He's, you know, this is my thing is, like, the basketball IQ is still a couple years away. Like, him just, like, you would hope he could master the understanding of things, like, in you know the dynamics and the speed of the game all that stuff like the highest level you know and that just that's something that some guys have good basketball iq some guys don't some guys have good rea reactions and, and anticipation some guys don't so i worry that you know it's still a year or two away before you could really be like he should know these things now and and is he going to be that kind of guy who can be a two-way two-way player as in he impacts a, a plus on the defensive end as a defender and he impacts on as an offensive player, which has more layers to it. It's like off the ball, on the ball. What are your skill sets? Shooting, finishing around the hoop, passing. Is he going to be able to, you know, round out those skills to be a good off the ball player and a good on the ball player? Does he know understand that also comes with the IQ? Does he understand where to move or when to cut or have the recognition to take advantage of those things? Because Chris Paul will get it to him in those places. So that's where you're like, as an off the ball player. Chris Paul will help his game because he'll be like, dude, you go here in this moment. You see this, you go, you do that, right? Whether he retains it, picks it up is, 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 it will be the question. And so there is hope in that way. But at the same time, like nothing he's done is, makes me feel like um, that's for sure going to happen with him. But I am hopeful. I am hopeful. If he becomes a player and can be a guy that's a 12 to 14 I, I don't think point he per be, player. I don't think he could be a two-way player, Jared. Well, he's point. athletic enough to where you're like, you could be a good wing defender, especially if you he hold is, your arms but usually out, by now, hold your arms out to the side instead of holding them down at your sides like a goddamn uh, a Mattel plastic toy. Get your arms out, motherfucker. Active now, hands. You either have it or you don't, right? Yeah, but he's still like, he's yeah. still, he's still like the thing with defense is like, you might not be able to play defense well or know all the intricacies, especially when NBA, but by, by when we seen you for two, two, three years and you don't have the will. Defense is about will, right? And like you get a lot of guys who were, you know, may average 30 points in high school, go off to college. Maybe they were eight, 15, 18 point scores, probably still their leading scorer in the team, come in the NBA and really aren't scores, right? And they they turn themselves into a three and D guy, someone like Danny Green, right? But you see that hustle in them. Like Danny Green, Danny Green was an offensive player when he was younger. Then he came in the NBA and realized, okay, I don't have the game to be a 20 point score, to be maybe in an 18 or 17 or 15. So I'm going I'm to develop this defense. They, they, it starts early. It starts early with some people. It starts, and usually with defender. I'll tell you this the only person that surprised me, and it rarely happens this way, is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, they couldn't get him to play defense for squat in Minnesota. He wouldn't, he did not play. I mean, I mean, I think everyone thought like, okay, 
Yeah, and then he went to the Warriors and he became a one of the greatest. You don't see people transform like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I'm gonna become this great defensive and hustle guy and glue guy and basically one of a primetime garbage player. Like I'll get all the garbage points and I'm gonna get all the O boards and all the boards. I mean, the Royals title run, Andrew Wiggins led him in rebounding. Yeah, he's playing power forward the whole time. He, he, yeah, yeah, but he led him in it's still and there's been center, plenty of power. There's been plenty of power forwards in this league, Jared, that average six rebounds a game. He he dedic- rebound and defense are two things. It's not about what you're taught, what you know, this and that. It's about your guess, dedication to it. That's yeah, all guess, it is, how dedicated you are to doing it. Well, you got you got championship prowess on that team, and you also have Mike Brown. I give him a little bit of credit for that. But this um, is what I'm saying. I don't think Kaminga has that in him. Yeah. You probably if he doesn't learn it by now, you're right. If he hasn't learned it, uh, no other player that kind of like caught on defensively. Nobody talks about was Kevin Durant when he came. He was uh, he was a problem on defense. He was blocking a lot of shots when oh, he, yeah, he, he always was a shot blocker. Though he was well, that, well he, was, he was doing that. And he was rebounding. He was doing a lot of other stuff that you know that even helped. He was doing a lot of dirty work. Well, he's playing. He's playing the big, smart. but he also knew yeah. he's like, I'm gonna get like just open looks where I'm not working hella hard with the ball in my right. hands as often. So he was doing all the dirty work. He was getting them lanes. He was he was playing. He was a well. He was. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. So you got two hard. guys that came over to the Warriors and became better defenders. And all, yeah. And then and even Iguodala, but Iguodala was a defender, even yeah, though he's he always a, yeah he's always he, a good defender though. Within like Kaminga's been in the system by now, he, you think he would have picked that up? I don't. I can see him developing as a better offensive player, especially with Chris Paul. Everything you said, Jared, I think you hit it on the nose. Chris Paul will make him a better off the ball offensive player. But I don't. I don't. I. I think you should give up on the two way dream and just be like, if I could just get some solid one way out of him. Well, the the thing, the issue that's keeping him off the court is they need him to be able to turn on some of that Andrew Wiggins ability. Like he they should have drafted a defensive guy. He's there. more athletic than Wiggins. But yes. he doesn't have the instincts or the awareness or the anticipation. Or the, or the want to. And he doesn't and, and have we, the want. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. I'm still hopeful that with Chris Paul also, you know, emphasizing defense and teaching him how to be a better defender. Because Chris Paul throughout his whole career has been a very good defender, uh, except for like the last like four, three, four years of his career. He's been declining. Right. But yeah, in his prime, in his prime, he was a bulldog, tenacious defender who led the league in steals on a couple occasions. And just as his awareness as a, as a team player on offense and defense were, was evident. It was one of his greatest strengths. So hopefully some of that wisdom, if he doesn't piss everyone off with his attitude and the way he talks to him, maybe maybe he can instill some of that, that knowledge onto Kuminga. But yeah, I do agree. We haven't seen that will, that, that kind of dog, which Andrew Wiggins doesn't really show that he has a dog, but everyone thought he was just soft. Aaron, you called him soft Canadian plenty of times. That's a derogatory. Still is a soft ass Canadian. Yeah, you call. Yeah, okay. Until 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 a soft ass Canadian come up and shut me up, that's like, <laughs> he's gonna keep coming out. <laughs> soft ass fucking Canadian. Uh, anyways, yeah, for him, like he was, but he showed he showed it just with his play in that title run and and throughout that season and the season before he he was one of the, he basically became their best defender. Kuminga has the same similar measurables, more explosive athleticism. Can he be a wing slash, you know, play guys in the post a little bit? Not a lot, Aaron, you know, not a lot of guys play in the post anyway. So it's like, yeah. can you be a plus wing defender and keep guys in front of you? Are you, do you have that ability? And can you get your arms up, have active hands and get some extra just deflected passes or steals? Sure. Regardless, if he doesn't do that, then it is, I don't see him being anything much more. He might, 
he might score a little bit more here and there, but like he's got to be a plus defender for them. I know you can, like to defend them, but they, they draft the wrong person to be a defender. Sometimes it happens. Who is in that draft though? I don't know who else in that draft. I, I don't know who else. In, uh, a lot of people that's probably a lot more hungrier. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what it is. That's what it basically is. A lot of Pedro, people Pedro, good Pedro, t- Pedro, tell them about Africa and hunger. Uh, that dude, that dude was playing A. He's from man. Africa, he bro. Hungry. He's from Africa. With the man, man, he, he uh, is not. Kuminga, Jonathan Kuminga. He ain't from no Africa. Thank you. Yes, he is. His parents is from Africa. Yeah, Jonathan he might have been born there, but he wasn't raised there. He, he was, was raised around food. What? He was born yeah, in the yeah. Republic of Congo, Democratic Republic. And he played high school basketball at a prep school, which he was eating well, getting there, playing. <laughs> and he played for the yeah. Nike elite, man. He he don't know what hunger is. He ain't known that in so long, he forgot what it is. <laughs> Y'all fucked up, man. He might need to take his ass back close to that equator, like Pedro said. <laughs> he can't even... His family probably don't even cook jollof rice. Uh, Are you over here telling me this dude from Africa, he probably don't even eat jollof rice? If I was from Africa, that's all I would eat every day. His Wikipedia doesn't have much on his... Uh, because he wasn't in Africa. Jerry. Early life. Hold on. Early life. And no, he, he, played, he played basketball at Huntington Prep School in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. It doesn't say anything about him as a kid, though, where he grew up. Yeah. No, no. Let's look up Huntington Prep School, man. The, the biggest thing on their Wikipedia is the basketball program. It says born Including in Andrew Goma, Wiggins. Born in Goma, DR, Democratic. Andrew Republic. Wiggins played there, Jared. Uh-oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, but that's a sign that it, they, Josh Primo played there. You talk about not a good sign. <laughs> Miles Bridges played there. Oh, my oh, God. Lord. <laughs> we, we just happy he ain't got arrested. or got He's going down to us. Exactly. Stop. You wishing for too much. Just be happy he ain't a de- sexual degenerate like the last two names I named. Joshua Primo oh, and Miles Bridges. Um, oh my god this guy this is uh, oh god but uh yeah yeah man he ain't he don't know nothing about no joel off rice there why don't you click your heels together three times and go back to africa i'll sit here and name me an african man i was in africa i wouldn't have sent those i wouldn't have been trying to go back and get the slaves either after eating joel off rice when did jonathan kuminga move to america in high school it said in 2016 so yeah he's he's but you acting like this the old school 1970s Africa, man. <laughs> Come on. Right? This ain't the old school. Where Pedro when I need him, dude. He walk out in the middle of the worst damn time. This is Pedro's time to shine. We have we're talking this about is. Africa. This is his time to shine. Sitting on the sideline. You know, he probably over there getting his uh his fried fish from Joy. She she was making fried fish. That's what she was cooking, Joy. She, fried yeah, fish? She, yeah, she's like, You want fried fish? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, How many you want? Man, his cousin is Emmanuel Moutier, dude. Well, that's not a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) But at least I'm telling you that his family was over here already. His older brother was playing for UNLV. But he put 2016. He didn't move out here to 2016. He's part of uh, was it the basketball Africa program or something? I thought I heard. Which that that, those are ones that's eating. Hey, girl, you gonna eat your cornbread? Oh, Trevor. (laughs) Yeah, they probably are eating. It's like being tight in baseball, Dominican Republic. They said, that's one reason that they, they said Miguel Tejada and all those who's lie about their age. Afonso Seriano, they always lie about their age and say they're younger yeah. because once they reach a certain age, they can't be in a youth academy. And that's so for them. That's where they eat. And 
you know, and not live an impoverished life yeah. on, the, on the real tip. They don't. And that's why a lot of them say they're younger than they really are because they know, you know, I want to stay as long in this as I can. So, man, this 18-year-old is balling on these 14-year-olds right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens, but it's like, hey, then all of a sudden this fool got a full beard when he's supposed to be 14 years old. Yeah. He got a full beard and he coming over to America playing for the A's. Uh, Yeah, that could be a reason. I I, I just think that, you know, Although they say a lot of those players, you know, lie about their age, I get it, and I try to. There, there is a certain um, racialized component to it, also, but at the same time, or it's like a, not, not, not racialized. No, no, it's racialized. Want, no, because it's also about age. it also goes on all the guys who aren't lying about their age and just actually are that that age. It's so one of those things. It's like um, it's kind of a trope that's been placed on the you know Latin players. It is, like, but I mean, truthfully, most not all of them are lying about the age. The ones that are older are. Miguel also, Tejada admitted he did, but also Seriana yeah. definitely was. It also speaks to some of the um, to the bigger picture and components of why that is, right? What is the economic or what is the yeah, what is economic and, and cultural situation in that country? And maybe this is my own sensibility has been placed on it, and so I have to also take that into account. But but you know, what is the situation that makes that? thing to do for for certain people um and i guess it just comes down to being advantageous and that's what i think a lot of people do that in different ways wherever they are so anyway jonathan kaminga he will be key in the war success this year i'm calling it now 12 to 14 points a game plus defender warriors make a deep playoff run not a very good defender 12 to 14 points a game you know, it's going to be, it'll be like last year where when they I'm get just to worried time, you, he your, your fandom's getting in the way here, Chair. No, it's, it's not my fandom. I, I'm just saying, like, the I've fandom seen. fandom part is you really want him to be a good defender. I, I don't want see him, where that can happen. I want him to be an impact player. The biggest thing keeping him that. off the court is that, is what you said, the will, that tenacity, that dog. And you him. don't grow that, Jared. I know, I know, I know. That. I'm just saying, though. You're not. Maybe he realizes, hey, this is how I'm going to make my time of here you you uh, can i tell you why these guys who become good defenders become good defenders because some most of them average 17 in college most of them are teams lean score you know why they become good defenders because they get to the league and they realize i can't score like i did in college i can't do it this way but i have it in me because this i want to stay here this is going to be the way i make money i'm going to become a defender now every now and then you get the opposite you get those good defenders who have a great offensive year and then forget what defense is, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna give Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. It's like, dude, you're a defender, dude. You're a defender, Jeremy Grant. Stop thinking you're some great offensive player. Yes, you could put the ball in the hole, which a lot of a lot of six ten guys can do. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know the problem that he went to he played for Detroit. Dwayne Casey said, Oh, we paid you all this money. You know what that means? You do you getting the Blake Griffin treatment. Shoot any shot you, you want. You getting the DeMar DeRozan treatment in Toronto. Just you getting get, all yeah. You get whoever, the ball, do what you want. Do whatever you do, you put it in. And the problem is now he thinks he's a great defender. Now he really thinks he's a great defender. And I thought he was a great defender. I, well, no, now he thinks he's a great offensive player. So he he hasn't been really playing defense at a high level like he could, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's okay to see like Kobe Bryant, for example. Kobe defense, I'm gonna tell you this, by the by the by the time he hit prime Kobe, it wasn't as great as we think it was, right? Early on, he was a great defender. 
you know, he's the only person is, I believe it's five people, five or four people that made all defensive teams as many times as him. It's like Gary Payton, Dwight Howard, Kevin Garnett, Michael Jordan and him. And the crazy thing about it is out of all the people who have the many, either first or second team, all defensive team, he's the only one that's never won defensive player a year or even gotten like more than, I think got votes for it because he hasn't been. I think his reputation is carried. Even Phil Jackson, I said all the time, by the time Kobe became the scorer that he wanted to become, his defense became shabby. He jumped more passing lanes. He would get some steals, but you know, he was good at situational defense. Well, no, no, I think, I think situational in moments. He but was, the problem was the problem was if you compare those to the great defenders, there was no crunch time moment defense. They had great defense the moment they hit that court. Jordan had great defense the moment he hit that court. Gary Payton, that's all that's what he wanted to be known as. Kevin Garnett, it was like from the time that ball's thrown up to the to the fucking last whistle, he had great defense. Kobe didn't have that. And then another thing that got I me was Kobe, Kobe. I think Kobe, the problem well, is Kobe wouldn't play defense unless he was going against another big name. Then he was like, Okay, I got Dwayne Wade here. He's the up and coming behind me. I got I got this person. I'm gonna play D. And then there's games that he'll have somebody weak on him and he wouldn't do shit. He would guard somebody weak and he'll just be letting them do their thing. And he's like saving him on the offensive end. The problem was played, that Olympic was, team. But the he problem wasn't was that a turnstile. Olympic team. He wasn't a turnstile. No, he was so, never a turnstile, he, but he's like, just not a great defender. I wouldn't I call him an elite defender. defender. He was not an elite I defender. Thought, I thought during his no, career, he was I was not an elite hold on, hold on. Man. I thought during his career, I was like, everyone talks about Yeah, you got sold. No, no. And I was like, I don't, I didn't think he was like the most dominant wing defender or anything like that. But they were always like, he's such a great defender. I was like, I don't really see it. Like, and I think part of that is, that is that effort where I was like, he wasn't trying to lock you down every time you got the ball. Like He, he wasn't trying to lock you down his a whole game. I, but I think that I think that's part. I think it's important part of it. That's important longevity. Jordan would like, but Jerry, I, Jerry, I grew up with watching Jordan and, and Scotty lock someone down the whole game. A whole game. Let's put it like this. Kobe's one of the greatest offensive players to play the game. Jordan is the is probably the top three greatest offensive player to play the game. And he was probably, to me, the top three defender to ever play the game. And mm. he tried to lock you down no matter who he was guarding. Kobe, on the other hand, he it was situational. Yes, he'll wait to the end of the game, the big moment, then he'll lock down. Or if he's going against Dwayne Wade in the game on a Tuesday, it doesn't mean nothing to most people. But ever, since basketball season started, and we got my boy B-plus here, I will say this. Taco Pablo thing, is here. BP, the one thing to get me, the one thing to get me about basketball, you know, basketball's great. I remember this, this goes back to TP. I'm glad TP came just in time. He said this, man, basketball always got great stories. No one ever has. Football don't have great stories. Basketball always have the great. You said that, TP, and I remember it. And I'm sitting there like, hey, man, basketball's great stories because some because there ain't nothing to do on a Tuesday night. And they, these players ain't taking it serious. That was the thing. Kobe created a great story about his defense. He was a good defender, maybe even to a great defender, but he wasn't an elite defender. And my thing is, is that the Olympic team sold everybody on Kobe. Because remember, he was like, I just want to come here and play D. And he did. He did. He beat up like crazy in that Olympics. But it's like, dude, he had to do it for nine, ten games, right? And I give him credit for that. But it's one of those things where you know it's in him, and if you piss him off or activate him, or he has a he 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 thinks there's a good enough reason, he'll play that kind of style of ball. But yeah, then but he wasn't times, Jordan. Remember, Jordan would lie to himself. 
to get him to play that every day. Every day. When Jordan was going against weak motherfuckers like Gerald Wilkins and whoever the hell, he would lie to himself and then tell his teammates. He's like, now nah, I got to commit myself to this lie. I'm going to tell the newspaper teammates, he said he let me up last time, right? Mm. Kobe, it had to be either you said something to him, which never happens, which is the crazy thing. Nobody really said shit to him, right? So mm. it was usually him having to, oh, this is the new guy. Kobe had that ego where it's like, oh, this is the new guy. This is Dwayne Wade. This is Ginobili, right? Like, I'm going to have to sell myself. Jordan, the, the, being elite, you got to sell yourself. I, I can appreciate Jordan lying to himself to get himself up so he can shut this dude out. A lot of cats think they hate, but man, I mean, I'm mad. You know, I'm mad at everything, man. You know, brother got a nice car, man. Why you got a car, man? I only got one car. Why you got Why you got three cars or a wife or all that, man? I mean, that's played out. He created a story that, oh, the guy was talking about how he lit me up. Kobe didn't do that. He's not elite. I'm just saying Kobe was an elite defender. But basketball's great at selling stories. People are great at selling stories. No one sells stories like basketball. You know what? Anybody that has to do a basketball, when they retire, they should get a job working for, what are they called? The black people call them stories that come on during the middle of the day. Telenovelas. Yeah, thank you. Telenovelas, daytime soap operas. That's what they should do, because basketball's great at selling stories. They're not great at selling you a product. You look like that player head that will show me this shit. Give me my damn money back right now, and I don't have no damn receipt. And let me tell you this. I watched soap operas. There was a couple I watched. I watched Passions before my man, man, Timmy died in real life, right? Oh, that little, that little, that little, little uh-huh. munchkin person. Man, I watched Passions. That's rude. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I watched. I watched. Continue with uh, your list of derogatory terms. One life to live and all my children my for different time periods of my life. One life to live and all my children. I know about Sunny. My favorite character was Greenlee Sunny. and Leo. Greenlee and Leo. Those are my favorite characters, right? And when their relationship started, crazy thing is Leo, uh, when he first came on the show, he tried to rape Greenlee, somehow became this lover boy. But but the thing about soap operas, a lot of people don't know is the best episodes to watch are Monday and Friday. Monday and Friday. Friday, they had to make you come back. So you all, it was like the best episode. Friday was the best episode. And Monday was the continuation of that episode. And then the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fluff. And that's why I said the NBA season sometimes is that they know how to end on a good note and they know how to get you in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. That's what Kobe's defense was. That's exactly what it was. He didn't play it great. Yeah. He didn't play it. He, if you go look at his career, he played defense for not for, for one eighth of the time. It is what it is, man. All I'm saying is that if, uh, Jonathan Kaminga could turn into Kobe Bryant and the Warriors would be in a great place. <laughs> she want to fuck with me, well then she going to fuck with some Pippin. Wait, what did I walk in on? Uh, this is what you weird. walked in on. He was talking about Kaminga. Yeah, he wants him to become, he want, and I said, I think Chris Paul's going to make Kaminga better. And Jared wants him to become a better player and better defensively. And I said, he just don't have it in him to be a good defensive player, Jared. Right, she's not in. Yes, he's long. Yes, he's athletic. Guess what, Jared? There's a lot of brothers that's 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 six ten or six nine or six eight. That's long, athletic, could jump, and and some of them are walking working at the car wash, or some of them are working for Black.com. Big black nigga. Right? <laughs> Just because you that don't mean you got it in you. No, I I think I agree that to that uh, to that to some degree, but that's therein lies also like some of my optimism is that like. We don't know if it's in him. We don't like I I would say all signs to point. If you that, ain't seen it, then it ain't in him. I know, I know. It's probably not in him. But sometimes dudes just need to. He, he's young. 
He's coming that's, into his own manhood. This is Jared's fandom, dude. This is Jared's nah, fandom. Nah, nah, he's wishing, I'm, he's I'm wishing for shit. I'm, this is what I want you to do, Jared. I'm hoping. Wishing, wishing one hand and shit in the other and tell me which one fills up first. That's fine. Dude. We know which one. But the but the issue is, is that I don't want Jonathan Kaminga to be shit. And he hasn't, he's not shit in hand yet. I don't think he is either. I think he's going to be good. There's still some wishing to be had. But I don't think he's going to be a defender. My only disagreement is because you you understand that if he becomes a great defender, if he is a great, let's just say that, if he was a great defender, then the Warriors would be a step above in there what their team is right now, which is a good team and which to me is a contender still, right? But they would be a strong contender if they had a I good think, defender. But he's not I think a good this defender. This might be the last year the Warriors really have, especially with Clay's contract. We don't. Oh, know I think I agree with you. But it's still, I think I put them in. They're my contenders list, dude. This is no. They're definitely a contender. They're like t- they. I would expect them to finish in the top four in the West. But yes. I could also see it being that they finish like six or seven in the West because still a contender. Five. Yeah, but. Like I think that the Lakers finished have, seven and they were a contender last know, year. They need to they need to navigate the season with the age of their team. Like we're 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 totally talking about a team that now that is an, an aged veteran team. We are talking about an aged team, not even aging anymore. They are aged. Yeah. And so navigating a se- season is a whole different outlook in how you do things. And I think that's something that for me, I'm like. It's going to be kind of a it'll be a good season ideally it'll be an arduous one because there's probably gonna be nagging injuries hopefully no devastating injuries you get your team healthy into hopefully the playoffs to draymond green's mouth if you get some if you get yourself <laughs> healthy into the playoffs then yes with this Which, team and it's in its in its experience and skill it can do which, something but what seat were they um last year the fifth seat last year they're the, they the no no because the, no, yeah, the kings had won a championship uh, they were the two. They were like the two. Yeah, they were the two. They oh, bought okay. out that year. But you have teams like the Kings who have something to prove. They're like the Warriors in 2014 who were coming after the Spurs and and whoever else at the top at the time, right? Yes. Uh, had to overcome the Spurs, and then there was and there was a couple new teams that you know also emerged with them. Houston, just Houston, just Houston. Yeah, Houston. Well, they had prime Dwight Howard, and Howard. I mean Houston, Houston, and then you still had Oklahoma that their first. Okay, two so years. yeah, that yeah that that team was those teams were were tight but um but flawed they were all very like individual pieces put together <laughs> that was the one thing i always felt about okc like it was like immense talent but like all the pieces did not flow and create like a real team and it was just like every piece was would sometimes like it work out where one piece would do more one night or a couple pieces would be going off and you know it's just synergy but then like there's like when when things got tough playoff like those pieces you could really see the fracture in the way they played as a team Anyways, um, separate of that, we said I started this show yet, man. Oh, we talking about basketball though. We talk about okay. who, who else in the West? The Lakers. The Lakers, even though they are, I got a, Lakers as contenders. I think the Lakers are contenders. Denver is just like Denver. The main like Denver has Denver's a chance the to say we are the top and we will the stay top. the top. We'll see how they do. No, I mean Denver could either be a team that stay on the top or they could be one of those basketball. We've seen some one and done. And it's weird sometimes, but we've seen one and done. We've seen the Dallas Mavericks, especially those traditional teams that don't win titles. We've seen them be one and done. Dallas Mavericks. uh, I had another one on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Toronto. um, 
uh, Detroit Pistons, right? We've yeah. seen teams become one and done. And even in the Pistons back in the day, they got two in. But we've seen teams be one and done in basketball. Basketball is a weird thing like that. You got some traditional yeah. powers. So this is the Denver's at that, you know, they're at that, that, that place where either they could become what San Antonio become became to become a traditional power or they could become a one and done. Right. The only reason why I think Denver can stay a contender is just because of uh, Djokovic. Big, their biggest problem is them not signing those two backups, Green and uh, Craig. Uh, who? Brown and who? Um, Brown. 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 Brown, Brown and, um, who the hell you say? Green? Bruce, Bruce Brown and... Uh, Jermichael Green? Jeff Green? No, not Jeff Green. Not Jeff Green. Uh, Jermichael Green. Dude, no, the dude... The went to Indiana. That was Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown went to Indiana. Think of it. This made, Brown, this made Brown, two people of the same person. Bruce Brown and um, <laughs> Bruce Brown and uh, the Jermichael old, Green, old Jeff Green, the old guy, Jeff, Jeff Green. Green. I said he had Jeff Green. He said Jeff Green like three or four times. I kept saying. <laughs> that's what I said. And y'all and y'all kept. Yeah, this is Aaron said Jermichael Green. No, Jerry was agreeing with you. I just kept saying Jermichael Green. I don't. I don't know who the hell Jermichael Green played for, but I like saying. It. Oh, he was with the Warriors. On the Warriors last year. No, not last year. That was the year before think, he was on the Warriors. No, he was on the Warriors. He was on the Warriors. Let's see. No, Jermichael Green. Um, yeah, he played for the Warriors last year. Yeah, man. Brandy, man, your hair looking good, man. That hairline looking sharp. That's what I'm saying, man. My man, man three plus got a. He over here got a 22 year old hairline. Looking like Peebo Bryson, bro. <laughs> he over here, man. He, man, I heard he got I that heard, texture in his hair. I heard like they boy. needed Peebo. someone on Instagram to do Turkish commercials, but they need a black man in the East Coast, and they use yo, you, <laughs> come to Turkey commercials. But you ain't even gone to Turkey with a hairline looking like you've been in Turkey for years. Damn, <laughs> that's ridiculous, y'all. Brandon, how much you pay for your hairline, bro? Zero, man. That's 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 genetics. <laughs> Bitches running wild, man. Uh, too much, man. Too much, man. I, you know what? My first what deal you here. make with God, man. You give up nah. a couple inches for that hairline. Because <laughs> I give up a couple inches. I got still got the girth. I'll give up a couple inches. <laughs> it's a... Do any of y'all know what a BBC is? No. <gasps> you don't want to know. Um, anyways, all right. Well, y'all ready to start the show? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been on it for a damn hour. I think uh, you would have thought I already started the show. All right. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And, oh, oh, don't forget, don't forget our TikTok page at the High Score 510. And thank you to everyone that supports the show, listens to us. We see you out there far and wide from Oregon to New York, back in New York, North Carolina. It might just be Brandon, actually, so never mind. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Texas, somebody, Maryland, DMV. Hey, um, yeah. You got England? England. Oh, shout out to the, to the Brits. There's a couple of people in the UK that like our show. How many... Um downloads we got in nigeria oh i'm oh. sorry they don't have internet tell me he didn't just say that <laughs> see what i told you pedro man i i, I was so mad at you, you got up in the middle of our we were talking about africa 
and people, why would you get up? That's like the main thing. You missed out on something I said. That I was like, damn, where's and I turned to Jared and said, Where the hell's Pedro, man, to back me up on this? And I said, Jared, you gotta understand that Kamanga grew up in the new Africa. We're not talking about Africa from the 70s and 80s when it was poor. Like this new Africa is different. They got food, they got resources now. Right? <laughs> and I don't know. And then we're like, damn, where's Pedro? To we that damn it. Why don't you get up to get some damn fish? Now. Jared yeah, told me yeah. you gotta get yeah. some fried Pedro, fish. You got up in the moment when Aaron was saying, was talking about a dude from Africa being hungry, not having hunger. No, I, and I was to, waiting no, for you. I was, that was uh, the worst possible time. I know. No, I heard half of it. You could have kept it going to the joking that was going good, going so well. You could have kept it going even better. I'm like, that damn it, Pedro. This is this is our chance to shine. And it would have been just going, it, we would have been on a nice little rant, just like your Jews and Gentiles and <laughs> Jewish Christians rants. And I was just like, oh, we could be ranting right now. But he left to go get some damn fried fish. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Shoot, I don't know what I am. Probably a filet of fish. Your wife told you, I'm going to get fish. Yeah, fish. Exactly you what a filet of fish. <laughs> Shitty ass, that cheap that ass fish. <laughs> Some tilapia. Man, people, pe- people had me juiced about the filet of fish. I remember the first time I had that. I was like, man, what? Also, it is pumpkin, pumpkin spice season, my friends. It is pumpkin spice seasons. Seasons. Season. That was going to be um, part of my intro, Jared. Just fuck and that in up. honor of pumpkin spice season, Aaron, shout out mm-hmm. sponsorship, dropped off a field work brewing company. Of Berkeley, California, the nighttime creatures, pumpkin milk stout. And I have to say, it is a delight. I'm about to open mine in a second. So if you're listening to our show, we want you in honor of pumpkin spice to crack open a pumpkin spice beverage of your own. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be whatever you like or a snack, a a pumpkin spice snack. And nibble on that while you listen to our show. You can also enter our uh, pumpkin spice season haiku contest for a chance to win a Sir Lance Woods emotional support t-shirt. Shout out sponsorship, comedian, funny guy. Some he opened up for uh, Roy Wood. That was tight. Anyways, and we are here with. Oh, this is AG3. I would say comes at you faster than pumpkins than all these places uh, throwing pumpkin spice at you. Before we even get to Halloween. When the pumpkin spice season hit before Halloween, it was a after it was a Halloween and after Halloween spice, wasn't it? I don't remember. So. Well, it's because he's time after Labor Day now. But. Yeah, basically. That's what you go from an all white party to changing changing to some clothes with color and getting you a pumpkin spice drink now on the same day. Oh, that's tight. <clears throat> that is not tight. <laughs> pumpkin spice season cannot start soon enough in my eyes. So yeah, man. Somebody called it a, a PSL, and I was like, what? That's what the white people are calling it now? Yeah, bro. The What's a PSL? Man, I thought you were talking about a personal seat license. Man, see, I, this, I've been spending too much time around Al Davis. <laughs> I was like, man, what the fuck does Pumpkin Spice got to do with like buying um, season tickets? It, uh, it has been gentrified. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, he, here's your soundbite, Aaron. Y'all know black people with pink gums think they're better than black people with dark gums. <laughs> Racism is in your mouth. That's actually pretty funny, Jerry. Yeah, Glad you funny. gave me a funny one. 
This is last week when you was talking about somebody's gums being black, Aaron. That shit was hilarious. Oh, I said gums. Oh, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? No, you don't remember the part where you was talking shit? And I know Whoopi Goldberg got some black gums. Here, I'll play you the clip. She got her Whoopi Goldberg gums so black it make you think she light skin. <laughs> I think she wants to be more dominant, you know, like all the facial expressions she's making. She play a sport, Pedro. She gotta try to be dominant. She's she smoke a lot of backwoods too. Are her gums black? Yes. <laughs> you niggas. God. Okay, TJ, I'm glad you played back. I had no idea I said anything about someone having black gums. I, I, when I think of black gums, I think of Wookie Goldberg, uh, Kelsey Gray, uh, Bill Duke, <laughs> yeah, uh, Macy Gray. What do you say, Kel- Macy Gray? Chelsea. Macy Gray. Macy Gray, got, Macy Gray ain't got black gums. She ain't I said got Chelsea Gray. He's got a list. You know, you think about people. You know, there's some people in this world they got like, uh, like just a bad tooth to gum ratio. <laughs> Where it's like they just got a bad ratio. It's like, damn, you got more gums than you got teeth. Yeah, that's always yeah. tough. And it's like, damn, they got a bad tooth to gum ratio. Like, yeah. shit. I think it must have taken forever to lose their baby teeth because those permanent had a long way to travel. <laughs> <laughs> like, they must have had baby teeth in their mouth today was 14. <laughs> God damn, they got a lot of gums. P. Diddy teeth. <laughs> P. Diddy dolphin teeth, man. Just like, damn, man, the gums taking. They go to dentists and they're like, hey, man, these, these permanents ain't ready yet. They got, they still traveling. They got to stop and get a visa. <laughs> they comes got their own border patrol. Own <laughs> border patrol. Man, Trump tried to build a wall in that gum line because it's just, damn, there's a lot of area over here. That's a lot of unpatrolled area over here. Look like we got, I saw some coyotes. The <laughs> <laughs> drug running over here. Mm-hmm. Gonna film a scene out of Sicario on them gums. And we are here with. Hey, uh, yeah, everybody's uh, sometimes part-time truck driver, Captain Pifa with you. Uh, you know, my old lady told me last week, I, uh, I got to watch what I say on the podcast. I think I said coochie hole a lot last week. So <laughs> calm down the coochie hole. <laughs> Word. This is a sports podcast. I don't. I shouldn't say coochie hole a lot. And she's right. Should use more, more, uh, more words like vagina, vagina um, hole. Ah, uh, Jesus. Labia. Oh no. <laughs> what is? This is Brand, sports Brandon, can you like please give us your um, <laughs> give us your disclaimer? I feel like I just just have a button that presses this. Hey, I'm responsible for what I say. <laughs> Pedro is responsible for what he says. Aaron is definitely responsible for what he says. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're only fans and you you want to shut down for Sabbath, just show us your labia. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the screensaver. Hey, sorry, you missed my page. <laughs> All right. Well, Pedro, this this might be a good time for you because we might not, we might need to have to order you one of these, Pedro. Tired of the devil stealing. If you're tired of the devil killing, if you're tired of the devil destroying your life, you must order the personal pack package and you got to order it right now. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what are you ordering? What did she say? In a personal prayer package. <laughs> oh, Satan, the devil is a lie. All right, and we are here with. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo. Um, straight from the heart of the pumpkin spice man, we went out to the uh, see the fall foliage out here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, found myself in a um, boomerang, <laughs> boomerang festival situation several times this weekend. You look around, you're like, shit, I'm the only black person here. Again. <laughs> oh no, we suck again. You were in South Carolina? No, I'm in North Carolina, man. We, but, we, no, I'm yeah. saying, but you went to where? It's just a town called Marion, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. How much uh, did you run to Wagon Wheel by uh, Darius Rucker? You know, you, you gotta play you gotta play with the locals play, man. So I had to play that on repeat. <laughs> I feel like I just gotta play it super loud. All right, he's one of us. He's I'm one of cool us. with y'all. Wagon wheel. <laughs> I know what's up. I'm trying to figure this out, brother. North Carolina got ten over ten, almost eleven million people. But let's just round it off to ten, right? It okay. might be near twelve now by now, yeah. right? Twelve million yeah. people. And like I was looking at the figures, it's like almost twenty two percent African American. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. If it was ten million people at that number, there's there, there, there's a couple of million people and black people, two and a half million, over two and a half million black people in North Carolina. How yeah. the hell are you not finding any of them? Exactly. Exactly. Brandon, go to the truck stops. <laughs> I mean, without going to a truck stop, no. Without go to the truck stop at one a.m., you'll find plenty. Of, you can talk to the cops. You'll be you safe. don't want to find a black person at one a.m. According to. Uh, Oh, man. Cops. All of them was black as me, Brandon. Black me as black. So what are they vampires out there? All the black people yeah. they can only come out at I night guess. according to Pedro. Trucks Daywalkers, night. man. I, man, I, all this, of a sudden, I was dude. like, I was looking for white person. I said, thank God this cash register lady is white. They might I was be Brandon nervous. a daywalker they according take, to Pedro. That they were going to take my That's the daywalker. <laughs> That's the only black person you see when the sun up. And he got a, and he got the best hairline ever. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. Well, here's the sound by uh, Brandon. I think this is this this will fit. This will fit. You, you think so? All right, spell river. R I V E R. Hell yeah. Put a D in front of that. What do you got? D river. See now you found yourself a nigga. Shut your stupid ass up. Hey, that was that D River, right? That's tight. Shout out to that dude, man. You can't be asking people questions at 1 a.m. Expect to get any straight answers. He got high and about to get arrested. Don't ask people questions like that. He's stupid. And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Mr. Should I call you Mr.? Pepe Julian Onzima, thank you for coming in. Thank you for Good morning. morning Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? 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 You are gay. You are gay. Who says I'm gay? Why are you gay? Why are you gay? 
I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel like you should have to get a license to get on Instagram. Like, Shout yeah. out to at Mr. Kleb. Apparently, is on the. I don't know who made that, but uh, why are you getting? Oh my God, it's pumpkin spice. It's like pumpkin spice. Oh, it's yeah. so t- it is a delight. It is pumpkin spice season, my friend. And this field work. What is this called again? The field work pa- nighttime, nighttime creatures. Pumpkin milk stout is off the hinges. I should have left my can over your house. For shizzle. <laughs> I would have enjoyed it as a stout. I didn't know we were having a, pump, a pumpkin spice tasting. Uh... No, this is impromptu pumpkin spice tasting. I was I was giving you guys pretty much a year off. I had some lip I'm working on. We're going to do, but I'm giving y'all more or less a year off from the extra pumpkin spice stuff. You had the time to also get on Amazon yeah, you, and order you, frivolous shit and send it to your houses, but I will soon. <laughs> yeah, you would take the time time off when I really need a white woman. <laughs> this pumpkin spice tastes like the sweet nectars of a beautiful white woman. It's like white woman breast milk. What happened to you? He had sex with a white girl, that's what. Oh, was it everything oh, I dreamed of? She was... had pink nipples then. Big ones. Yeah, big ones. Oh, my boy. Coffee match the drapes. Excuse me. <laughs> Let's get to some news. In news this week, yeah. a 50-year-old Lithuanian man was arrested for repeatedly faking heart attacks at restaurants in order to avoid play, paying the bill. Hold on, man. He was arrested in Spain. He's in Spain, but a Lithuanian man in Spain. I was about to say, I hope he didn't do this. Lithuania ain't a big country. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like after three restaurants, they should have all caught on. I, th- I thought they hang you if you do that in Lithuania, anyways. <laughs> Did you just say Lithuania, like Louisiana? God no. damn, Pedro. This magic moment. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, I dated a Lithuanian girl. I thought you'd at least be able to play. It says, What do you guys think about that? Oh uh, man, I think he's I think he's an amazing person. I'm I'm just I was just super curious like how he would do it though. Was it more like Red Fox? Like, oh, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Ah, I'm coming to meet you and have the big thing. I'm hoping does he, like knock over ta- does he knock over tables? Is somebody yeah. working with him? Like, is somebody like, oh, he's having a heart attack? Somebody call the police because you know this can only happen in, in Europe because here the the ambulance bill would be more than the <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. I saw my mom's ambulance bill, and I'm like, damn, you sure you can put her in the back seat of that car? Come on. Right? Broken leg, man. Stay Yeah, I know about the ambulance bills. Jesus. Yeah, I agree with Brandon. It had to be Europe because here they they were like, no, we it's too much. Don't take me. He would have had to fake a heart attack in the paramedic and jump out. (laughs) And I had another heart attack. They zapped me and my shit shot out the truck. So now they owe me. (laughs) I think it's pretty genius, though, like because if somebody like starts having like a medical moment in your establishment, the first thing you're thinking is not, oh, my God, are they okay? You're like, Oh fuck liability. Like you just like that's like oh shit. How yeah, are they choking on our food right are now? Are they gonna think that we're are we gonna be held liable for this? And so 
them being like, oh, and you like, oh, oh, and like say you fake a fake your heart attack seizure or whatever, and then you kind of come out of it, and you're like, oh, excuse me, I need to go, and then, and then, and then you that, leave. Yeah, my friend gonna drive me to the hospital right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like please, don't right. Amb- please don't call the ambulance. Please don't call the ambulance. Something like that. You leave, and they're like, thank God that person just decided to leave. They're out of here. They didn't die in here, and you're like, they didn't even Phew. leave their credit card. We don't even know their name. You know, you know what? It's <laughs> worth it. Yeah. But apparently, this man has been. He became notorious in the area, the small town of Alcantara. No, yeah, Alicante in Spain. Know. Spain. You're Alicante. talking about a um, Dapa's house in in, in in North Berkeley, or they said it was the twentieth. It was the twentieth said incident in the year. Twentieth. Yes, him. he Seriously. did it. So he's going almost tw- in the they, year. They, in this we year, even, we, I was like, we ain't even. We, are we in the tenth month? Finally, in the tenth month. In ten oh, within the first two ten months. months. He, he, they say he became well known around the uh, the area as the guy who would do that. But you know, I'm just you got to milk Absolutely. it when you can. You don't want to over milk it. Yeah, you, you got to spread it out, man. Or like, do you have the ability to grow a beard and then cut it off? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you got a hairline like Brandon's? Like and then like you decide so to change it up at a certain point. <laughs> That man ain't got us. He ain't got no thinning in his hair. <laughs> Brandon, they might give you the meal for free. You wouldn't man, have to you, fake a heart attack with that. He got some on. of that texture in his hair. He looks like he got some native blood in him, too. <laughs> you that over texture. here looking like you 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 hang out with Jalen Rose. Jalen Jalen Rose be getting the oil change every time he get a haircut, man. He be getting that line. Oh, well, I guess my question is. Is there another way that you would? I would just put um, pubic hair in my soup. Yelled out. Why is the pubic hair in my soup? You gonna get a Coca Cola too? <laughs> just so you can say, you gotta look around. Call, I call side. that the Clarence Thomas. <laughs> this is the sixth time this week I've been on vacation. <laughs> Clarence Thomas ain't gotta do that no more because he take enough money. Exactly. He on the take, so he ain't got to do that no more. Pedro would use would use pubic hair method, the Clarence Thomas. Brandon, Aaron, is there another way you could think of like getting out of a bill where people would be like just happy to see you leave and just like be like, haha, they're not even come, trying to come after me afterwards? Like, I mean, or is there no, a tactic that you would that I'm use? willing to admit? I mean, you know. Maybe drop a deuce, man, man. So to you, you got, you know, you, you got to make sure you're ready to drop a deuce or have a fake deuce in a, in a, in a Ziploc bag and be like, man, it just rolled out my pants, man. Something about this upset my stomach. <laughs> and then you roll it under the table and say, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. I just deuced under the table, baby. Like, just get the hell out of here. Oh, uh, yeah. Or you just act like you're about to have explosive diarrhea and then you start farting really nasty and then like stinky, like, and they're like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I can't think of a way, Jerry. Well, how you, right, man, man, how you gonna pass gas on cue like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, without you shitting have, on yourself. You well, you could have up. like a little, a little whoopee cushion filled with some kind of oil that would be stanky, smell like some ass. Yeah, you could do that. Well, I will say I had a parent I worked, uh, I was working with their kid, and she got booted off the DoorDash app because she was like, would order food. Then just would say she got it. Like she's like, hey man, this food's still in here. Oh, <laughs> What's taking so long? What's taking so long? And oh, yeah. she and she do that pretty regularly. She the reason why they take pictures now. Yeah, exactly. You can't be having a can't be having an old phone and battery die every 10 seconds like me. 
But well, high school, I had a friend who would go to like McDonald's, he'd go to Jack in a Box or whatever. Like he'd order food, he'd take like half the sandwich, half the fries, and he'd be like, hey man, this ain't what I ordered. <laughs> and like he would just be super loud about it, and they'd be like, oh, whatever, whatever the fuck, and they would just give him whatever else he asked for. <laughs> oh yeah, he did that for a while. Like he would just go, and like, which is the reason like we'd walk to different fucking fast food restaurants because that's where he would go. They go, like, oh, hey, let's go to Jackie Box. I ain't been there in a while. And you go. And you know, like, how the staff changes pretty regularly there. Like, ain't always the same motherfuckers there. So he'd go. Yeah, not a fast food place. <laughs> he'd go through his routine. He's like, nah, man, I'm just going to go ahead and eat my food. <laughs> nope, I got exactly what I ordered. This is very well-run establishment, and I like to come back. <laughs> Damn. Uh, in other news, a wax figure. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. He's still relevant. Hulking man, that beautiful mulatto-ish Pan-African Polynesian man. Had a wax figure unveiled in France this week where he looked like this. That's the wax figures out there, man. I mean, I mean, it's actually almost spot on if he just wasn't so damn white in it, <laughs> right? Uh, they, they got the they got the little said. cheek wrinkles pretty good. They but got I, everything. They got the head. I mean, this is like a little bit pre getting older and gaining the head weight. They should have given the people's eyebrow though. That's my problem. My biggest Jared, the problem with people's eyebrow, not the fact that he whiter than Mister Clean. <laughs> he looked kind of like Vin Diesel a little bit. No, he 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 looked wider than that diesel man. man. He, uh, he looks like Mark Messier. Would you Mark say, Messier look now. That's what he looked like. He do kind of look like a Mark Messier. That uh, is true. Yeah. Well, I, I guess my question is, you know, is this worse or the Cristiano Ronaldo? The Cristiano bust? Ronaldo was the worst. I mean, at least yeah, the Rocks looked like him. Yeah, he looked like he had Down syndrome in the Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> it was like an abstract Picasso statue. Like it was, it was bad. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he got they put the people's eyebrow on Cristiano Ronaldo, dude. <laughs> I don't know who did that. <laughs> it looked like someone special needs uh, uh, like a program for special needs kids and they do art. That's what it looked like did. That's, uh, that's he what looked like he committed that's what, he ran numbers and was a hitman for one of the crime families in the twenties. That's what happens when you somebody on your staff be like, Oh hey, my cousin could do it for half price. <laughs> yeah, hey, bring up the R. Kelly wax statue. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the worst. If you compare it, you're going apples to oranges or apples to apples, that's the one you gotta uh, compare it to. R. Kelly's wax statue had him looking like <laughs> where was this at? Where was this at, dude? Wow. <laughs> Why didn't oh, somebody had a butt? Yeah, body. somebody had a butt neck. Come on, man. You <laughs> got, got the look like Terry Crews in the torso. I need to know where this wax statue. Oh, uh, that little Kim wax statue looked bad, man. Were they trying to do the Lion King? They trying to do the Island of Dr. Monroe right there? Oh, that's really little Kim. Oh shit. <laughs> I thought that was a wax statue, man. That I thought was they her. was either Lil Kim or the Island of Dr. Monroe. This this is her a long time ago because she she don't look like that no more. 
What does she look like now? <laughs> oh, shit, we're going down a rabbit Wait, wait, I try to, I gotta figure out what first go to where this <laughs> Kelly Wax statue is, though. Look, look, oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, she they did some work. You know what? The wrinkles in her face are making her look better. <laughs> oh, my God. Because when that was fresh, when she had that fresh uh, um, plastic surgery, man, she looked like a cartoon. The wrinkles are making her look better. Oh my man, this is bad. This is wow. See right there. See that see where she had it. You got your hands over right now. And that She's one up, up to top to upper right. Yeah. She addicted to plastic surgery. Wow. She looked like yeah. an Asian woman right there. <laughs> she looked like if she smiled a little harder, her eyes are gonna bleed. <laughs> Shit. God, Shit. Shout out to Lil' Kim though. She's she's a legend. Uh, for sure. Shout out to Lil' Kim who looked like uh that character Tigress in the in the Hunger Games. This is what she used to look like. She was really pretty. Yeah, she was a pretty, pretty brown girl, man. She was really pretty. That's nice. Now she looked like she should be in the Hunted Mansion at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would have made that movie better if they put her in it. <laughs> She could have diversified the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, has some rapid pits uh, bits in it. Yeah, hit you with the itchy yeah 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 yeah. Whatever she said. Yeah, she ain't been a good rapper since Biggie died. He can't write her raps no more. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this one is definitely worse than the rocks. The rocks is just mel- melanated in a, improperly. Yeah, there's a lot of wax statues worse than the rocks. The rocks, just yeah, like yeah. I said, they ran out. Of, they ran out of color. Yeah, they look like uh, they gave R. Kelly Tory Lanez hair, hair, hairline. Come on, <laughs> man. He's <laughs> like, he's all patchy. Like, what, what's going on? This is what R. Job. Kelly braids used to look like. And then what they look like now. <laughs> he's fighting for his life, though, in that one. It's my life. Today. Here. When you say teenage, today. What do you say? Do you like teenage girls? And he's like, and he takes a breath and he's like, when you say teenage, how old are we talking? It's so bad that I'm glad my brain can't memorize. The answer is no. (laughs) He's like, but I just don't, hey man, a 19 and 18 year old is still legal. I wonder if he got that from all those so man, listen to a lot of the late 70s songs about all I said nothing about no age in the late 70s, Pedro. Oh Rick, your famous singer, she's only 17. Rick James. But he's also saying uh, Mary Jane. That was okay. Black, no, 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 no. That was about she's only seven. That was about a girl. A lot of the disco cats were singing about uh, seventeen-year-old. Some of the rock and roll. She was only those. sixteen, but a lot of only those, sixteen. You're right, Pedro. I just thought God. about that. That was Mark. Who was that? That was a. Uh, but that was also uh, Sam Cooke. That's your boy, Sam yeah. Cooke, Jerry. Right. But that's yeah. also a romanticized the consideration of becoming she an adult. She was too young to yeah. fall in love. Yeah. There, so, there yeah. is no, no. There's a, there's a whole. No, I, I agree with what Pedro said. I saying. was too oh, young to uh, know way um, too much. There is old romanticization in America. There's an American romanticization of the high school life. Many movies and TV shows revolve around high school life because for many people, that is when they came to their own or peaked. And there is something about that that a lot of people hold tight to. Like high school for a lot of people is a terrible place. For high school, a lot of people, at least in the American 
context, uh, especially in the Americana context, the boomer and before them, like as they were going in, it was like the high school experience like grew into something that was like tight. And it's it's portrayed a lot in media also still to this day. So you see a lot of these stories about teenagers that are high school age people, a lot of these different shows, a lot of these movies. It's because that period of time is so, I think, visceral for people as a whole that if they can... Sure. If they can find that, like a connection with it, it's easier to connect to that because a lot of people embrace that, or there is a market of people that embrace that, right? I think you're explaining this too much, R. Kelly. I'm not afraid because I'm <laughs> telling the truth. When you say <laughs> 16, <laughs> when you say 10, see, I can't even remember that would say 16. <laughs> you know? Hold on, let me find it real quick. I can play it real quick. Uh, I'm kind of glad I don't know it, Jerry. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Please pay me something else to get that off my mind. Play me the fight for my life oh. or something. <laughs> fight for my life. But the past is relevant with you with underage girls. Absolutely no, it's not. Why? Because for one, I beat my case. Papa Coon, play me something else, please. I can't believe it. somehow you able to put this in your iTunes, Jerry. I got it. There we go. Do there you we go. have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? Mm, so beautiful. America, America. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. 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 Hey, the craziest thing about that one was the look on his face after the first time he said it. He looked like, I just came up with a great idea. And then that's what he said at the second time. Like, he was like, that's, that's a great idea. That's a- this <laughs> might work. Oh Do you goodness. have your passport? Yeah. Have you got your shots? Um, oh, uh, Conspiracy Brother uh, had some, uh, had a question. And um, I was thinking about this week, guys. And I, I think... Um, Jada Pinkett Smith is a mad genius. Her and Will still love each other, still care for each other. I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, should, you should doubt it. Right now, I think her doing her media tour and doing this book, this is a strategy, guys, right? She's going to do something that's going to make everyone hate her. It's easy in our society for people to hate women, blame the woman. For a man's downfall, blame the woman, right? That's like a historical what is it? Correlation of sorts. <laughs> Jada is out here doing this goofy ass book, which maybe she's serious about it. I hope, I hope she is serious about it, but serious. Serious to sell it. She's serious to sell it, but she's serious to get the scrutiny, to get the people who are like, why would you do this? There's a lot of people that are upset with her or just like feel like it's distasteful. And our Will Smith side. That man, I don't know, man. That's why, that's why Stephen Jackson love her, man. That's why we love you. Yeah, no, but I, no, I think there's there's a contingent <laughs> that's supporting it, but they're but it's being painted in a light where now everyone is building more sympathy for Will Smith, right? And he came out this week and said he she is my best friend forever, da da da, and like just staying positive about it, and that's what is going to be seen. People are going to become sympathetic for Will and see him being so good about this, having been so good about this, having a moment of break, which he did. But also, she's gonna take on that brunt, right? She's gonna she's 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 creating this media storm 
to get attention away from Will, scrutiny onto her. And as Will remains in his grace and how he treats the situation and people feel sorry for him. So this is your idea, I just realized. This conspiracy, brother. Make you slap somebody. Oh. This all conspiracy. This whole biography thing was a conspiracy to rehab Will Smith's. That shit ain't rehabbing shit, man. The only people that care about it is black people right now. I think if this continues, they are going to be like, you know what? We realize Will has been just such a model citizen, and that woman over there was doing all this shit to fuck with your mind, brother. We feel sorry for you. We're going to reduce that 10 year ban from the academy, and you can come back in two. Man, watch conspiracy, years, brother. Derek. Good is an ancient Anglo-Saxon word. Go off, meaning the absence of color. I.e., it's all good, which it is. First of all, black you people know don't, white people don't care. You know how we were talking about we were talking about a uh, Tarantino as Michael <laughs> Irvin's son. Like, if she didn't do all this dumb shit, she would be Will Smith's wife. Like, that's what we were know her as. Like, wouldn't yes. care if she she'd be as famous as Pauly Shore right now. Like, oh, weren't you in that one thing in the one place? Oh man, yeah, you were good in that. That's what that's where she would be. Polly Shore wasn't really good at anything, though. That's the- <laughs> exactly. She would be on Polly Shore's level. She was like, oh, she was in some stuff. Like, you recognize her, but, like, you wouldn't know anything about it. I agree with Big Plus. How do you think about it? Besides the thing she's been accused of and, like, had admitted to doing Will Smith, is she in charge of some nonprofit that you're aware of? Is she, in, like, start a production company? Is she a music executive? Like, what does she do? No, she's the she's the black Chris Jenner. She is pimping out her family drama for no profit, <laughs> except for Chris Jenner gets it right because they make millions of dollars off their family drama. She's like, oh yeah, you know what? Hey, Willow, do something. And Willow's like, no, nah. Jade, why don't you do something? No, nah. all right. Well, I guess I gotta suck somebody's dick now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you stupid. Man. That's what it is. Like, oh, yeah. That's a that's a good summation of uh, what's going on there. Conspiracy, brother. I like his better than yours, man. We ain't honoring and respecting it. We not protecting it. We expecting our men to do it. The men are wrong. I mean, these men are giving dick away. Now let me talk. Now let me talk about it on, on my on my radio show. Come on. <laughs> All right. I said Jared a couple a couple of things. Can they legalize him? Medically assisted dying for people addicted to drugs. Uh YouTube cracking down ad blockers just happened to me. Not allowed to watch any videos on YouTube unless you allow ads. Bullshit. Oh. Uh Lunchables tricking school officials to let them serve them at uh for public schools across the Midwest. Um, apparently, it's the Midwest, though. <laughs> the Midwest, apparently, I mean, uh, Lunchables might be healthy compared yeah, to what they've been eating. That might be like the best option. Man, yeah. can we drive to your food desert? Because we got lard and cow meat. Lunchables have been trying to get into school lunches for like 20 years. Well, and the like, Midwest got like, a low bar. There's <laughs> like there's not there's not there's not enough protein. There's not enough uh there's not I, enough I, grain. I feel like I feel like the Midwest was too low for lunchables for a long time. Yeah, yeah lunchables like, like oh, we California, Washington, <laughs> New York market. We wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to serve them. Our food's too yeah. good. It would be too expensive so, for them. They went through this long. Yeah. They went through this long process of getting approved. They go back and forth. Like, oh man, they do the testing on the food. Not good enough. 
So they tricked them basically by just adding like three more turkey slices to make it the protein quota. They put like a little salt, like like little flecks in the cracker to make it think it was different. Um, they get approved. School district looks at it and like, hey man, this ain't this ain't no different than the shit y'all sell at the store. Like y'all just <laughs> fancied it up <laughs> to make it look like it was healthier. And that's but fancy anyway. enough for all <laughs> shout, shout out to them. Um, yeah, shout I was, out to Ohio. I read I read too much of that story. Pedro's Brandon, that is crazy. That is crazy. So Lunchables uh, knit money their way into a contract with the school districts in the in Which school district is stupid enough? Only yeah, I need to know. You can't just say the Midwest. The whole Midwest is too broad and too easy to be like, true. Yeah, oh, no, the, Give us no, the state, no, Brandon. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to get back to the story, but they Give got approved the by the book because you had to get approved by the FDA to then pre- to get into the school district, to be on the approved list of like vendors for the school district right. or whatever. And, they, and they've been selling the shit out of this. So it's been school districts all over the place. But they do commercials like uh, but basically it's chef coats. <laughs> they should have. That might have probably been the inter- internal memos he's in. We, we dedicate every day to crafting the best. Because <laughs> it was the like the regular lunchables, you know, like the crackers, turkey, cheese or whatever, and like whatever cookie you get. But then there's also like the pe- the pizza version that also got approved. Let me find this article. Oh, yeah. The Bicky cracker that has, it comes with a little pack of marinara. <laughs> talking about cheese. that. Yeah. That you can't even cook. <laughs> it's cold pizza. It's cold pizza. It's not even like, oh, dude. And you lose <laughs> most of the cheese. You bite it, and then you bite the cheese, and then all of a sudden the flakes are falling off because you know this. It's not melted on there. It's, you don't even get the street uh, you know, cheese. The school bus in the Midwest is very poor. Um, they probably uh, <laughs> getting that stuff busted. No, they they, got that, busted. Well, a, um, they probably a, either you go to a Whole Foods in, in the Midwest and they got there's no bus. such thing. There's no such thing as a Whole Foods. <laughs> they, they, is it Hy-Vee? Yes, I think is the yeah, no, Hy-Vee, no Hy-Vee, Hy-Vee is there, dude? I, I, I joke with Nicole time because we went to Hy-Vee in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. And they had a whole frozen, like, you know, I go to the grocery store, there's like a frozen uh, entree section. There was a whole aisle dedicated to frozen pizza. Like, I've never seen that many different brands wow. of frozen pizza in my life. Yeah. I I, like, so I went to a hobby up in um, the backwoods of Nebraska because all the meat plants or, yeah. or on the north side of the state. So there's a high V stop. I stopped at, uh, actually took my break there and got up and did some grocery shopping. And yeah, only thing they got is beef jerky, vegetables, and fruit. It, it looked like a, you're talking about a food desert. They got their own name brand of juice and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's pretty much milk, orange juice, eggs. Uh, some fresh meat. It looked like it was some fresh meat in the store, you know, right there at the, Butcher of America, Nebraska. So they gonna have beef. That was a crazy oh, yeah, story. Though. That's tight though. Shout out to Lunchables. Fuck yeah. Shout out to man. They just persistence, man. Uh, U.S. Census activists want to remove uh, race from census questionnaire, saying it's uh lead to negative outcomes. What outcomes? You just sharing numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, but Honestly, it, but, it's important. The- it's not about anybody's feelings. It's about just or the foundational important components of society. And you add now, I think they can add things. I don't think they should be removing anything unless, like, it's like so outdated that it. Don't forget, we draw district district lines and things using the census and things like that. So that's what that's what they're saying. They you shouldn't have that data when you're making that decision because you can use it for negative. 
right? Like if you like register your house, and the only people that use it for they say, okay, we don't want African Americans in the school district. Let's you know meander. The only people that use it for negative, yes, exactly, it's in that way. Yeah, but 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 here's the issue: is that it 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 can be the enabling factor, but it can also be the the paper trail that is like the thing that you can hold them account to. If you know that you see disproportionate this, that, and the other in certain neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. because you also see the correlation of uh, race, ethnicity, or socioeconomic class, then you can actually be like, look at this, this is disparity. Now we're trying to improve the rectification of those things, which were going to be done regardless if it was on the census or not in those days. They would have been like, well, we don't have it on here, but you know what? We know where the blackies live and we know where the immigrants live. We know where the Chinese's live and we will district it accordingly. And they will still allocate money accordingly. But that is the record that you can at least hold it to account for. That's why I don't think you should get rid of it because it'll still be done even without it being clear, being like, this is, it's not, the census isn't justification for it. Yes, people with bad intentions to use it and use the information. But at the same time, like they're still going to be able to find out what they want to find out about where they're going to put the districting and, and allocate money and resources. They will still know. All right. There are methods that is is part of the relationship between the people in power and these thriving middle income and up or upper upper middle income peoples and, and communities and and demographics, shall we say. <laughs> put it out there, bro. So like this is where we can have our account of that. Why they do that? They also they make sure you don't put voting machines. Make sure they got to vote forty miles away, the next county over. And these are the things that were allowed to be passively done because we are in a time of way more open bigotry and racism. Like, and, we, and the thing we gotta like continue to remember is we can't reflect or project our sensibilities and understandings of what is normal or acceptable now, which we're still it's always changing onto those times because those times were way different a lot of shit was way technology wise and just culturally wise just so different but we know it we know about it we have to be able to like shift that and convert it to what it would have been in those times and why and so there's things that we should change for sure i don't think we should be taking that off just yet in time ideally you would be able to take race off race wouldn't be the thing but because it's so ingrained we haven't taken the time to fully deconstruct it and rectify it appropriately. Um, and so until then, we have to use it as a tool in the pow- empowerment of people now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Put Jared on this one. Shout, shout out, man. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you get that data from the state level, right? Just when you register for anything, like they ask you your race or ethnicity. <laughs> but I think there are triggers for the federal level that like it might be good for those data that data to be masked in some situations um i think when you are yeah well when you're allowing people there needs to be a a, a form of regulation that says that is able to discern the different communities and different types of communities because that information is still important like knowing the age of people like you can know like this place has a higher age on average than place that doesn't you know and so it's knowing these demographics to, you know, ideally in the most, in the best way, most optimize your city and its functionings and your country in a way that's going to be able to serve the diverse array of people. And knowing where those people, you know, might be more concentrated in allows you to build more resources around those people. But that's not how things are done. That's not how things are executed. There are people who are in power and have interest that might be greed based. That's why we need a czar. Anyways, all right, uh, let's get to Cutty Corner shout out. 
Cutty Corners over here. We need a Zodder. We need a dictator. In other news, the NFL is not only allowing players from the NFL to play in the 2024 Flag Football Olympics, 2028 Flag Football Olympics, but is encouraging them to, according to reports that I've seen on Bleacher Report. Uh, what do you guys think about that? And will any team be able to pull off the RG3 and upset Team USA, if we had NFL players? I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. Now, here, all right, so here's the thing. There are athletic people all around the world. I cannot imagine Jalen Ramsey trying to catch some 5'5 five, five dude from the Philippines <laughs> doing button hooks and just, just outrun him. Just like, how is, how is Jalen Ramsey going to get that flag? As athletic he is, you got some 5'1 dude from Mexico who runs just as fast as he can. I don't know if they run just as fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they with a flag rise waist. They might have acceleration. They might have acceleration. They might have acceleration, but I don't think they run. I'm with Jerry. They, we do it. hooks. The do better athletes are, are playing no, American football. But all those. But here's the thing. All the fair players know this. If I get hurt doing this shit, my career's over. Oh no, I'm no, no! The teams that. are gonna write contracts to make sure they don't play. The teams. <laughs> the USA Olympic Committee said they can play. The teams are yeah. gonna put it in part of their contract. They ain't playing out there. Right. I exactly. think they're gonna let them play. Look, there's only three. There's only three places that that's probably gonna be good in this American football, uh, flag football. And that's and that's that's U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Yeah, right. you think you think, then, you think Brazil's gonna be good? No, I think I think a team from Germany might sneak <laughs> in. A team from England might sneak in. Places that you know have football, a lot of football playing, a lot of U.S. What? soldiers there. I know, but you got a lot of dudes who play like, like ultimate frisbee, who are like long and lean and fast. Yeah, yeah, but, but they got, but, but they don't, but they don't have, to have all the muscle because they don't actually ever get hit with anybody. No, they don't actually get hit. <laughs> and this is gonna be an aggressive game. This is flag football, but it's still gonna be some, probably still gonna be aggressive. NFL executive Peter O'Reilly said Tuesday the league will work with the players union on allowing current and former players to participate. Um, after flag football was among five sports, well, I, I, to the I think the thing games. you're gonna have to worry about. I think the first year they'll get bigger names. I think yeah. after that, like you'll start seeing it written into more contracts. It's gonna be like, like seven on sevens, and we have the edge on that because we play it also. Like we have, yeah, I mean, play it. we're gonna have our, that's our best practice. athletes playing it. Basically, in practice, doing seven no, on seven. No, I think you'll see quarterbacks play. Like, I don't, if there's no, there's no, yeah, because like, they can't get really hit or anything. Real so. chance of getting hurt. Like, I think you'll see quarterbacks go out there and play. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, but I, I think you'll see quarterbacks and DBs. I think Japan's going to be tight. They probably going to have some, some players because Japan, you say Japan. Oh, yeah, have a couple of half mixed they brothers got, or something. They got, they got high school and college football in Japan. It's, it's been, they well, it's grown. Right. Well, you going to well, have I said all the these... places that had U.S. military. That's yeah. why I said Germany would probably do well because they have high school football. Oh, Nigeria's gonna go hard at this though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Nigeria. Oh, Let's go. That's Nigeria. the dark hole. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's the dark horse. That'll be the one going hard. You right about that. I forgot all about that. Thank you, Christian Okoye. We we you brought football to that country, and you didn't bring no Joloff Rice to this one, you bastard. <laughs> Stupid. It took years to get Joloff Rice and that motherfucker over here running for thousands of yards. It's because you're living in the wrong on the wrong coast, Aaron. If you was on the East Coast, you probably would have Joloff a lot sooner. 
or or even Houston. There's a lot of there's a big African diaspora. Let me look. Let me look. Let's look. Let I just say look. that just like and Houston. Houston, always got like Houston yeah, is a place that got know. some a lot of somebody there. A lot of there's <laughs> like it could be you. all kinds of anybody, and they got a lot of somebody. <laughs> oh, Jerry, you might not be wrong though. Largest places, U.S. places with the largest Nigerian population. Um, Florida has eight thousand. New Jersey fourteen. Illinois fifteen. Georgia nineteen. California twenty three. New York twenty nine, Maryland thirty one, and the most is Texas with sixty thousand Nigerians. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I googled you. You see them all on the University of Texas football. Team. That's why I was say the damn Atro brothers always smiling everywhere, gritting their teeth. He's still always showing their damn teeth. Atro brothers' grills look like Rolls Royces. Yeah, they got you know what you know what the Atro brothers. That's a high gum to tooth ratio. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, uh. Yeah, so I think it would be tight though to see the NFL players, especially there's some of the retired players. They'll be they. I think that'll be the the best thing is like the veteran players that are like almost at the back end of their career because I think athletically they'll still be able to hang. It's like they can't hang with the like the prime athletes of you know tag. You, football you think Tyreek Hill playing? I think Tyreek Hill would play. He's 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 got enough. He yeah he wants to. And yeah, but, that'll be four years from now. So it's it's a little over four years from now. So that is... Uh, see, the problem is we're asking all the wrong questions. The big question is, is this shit going to continue after the 2028 Olympics in, L in L.A.? No, because I think, Aaron, as you've been talking about how women's uh, flag football is blowing up, I think the women's game is going gonna, is gonna to draw a lot of people in and uh, could really take off. And so I think you'll see... Maybe not quite like so American soccer, or like that's you know where women's game is better or more entertaining than the men's game. Like, but it'll it'll be um, more of an equal in that exchange because I think some of the women's games are going to be tight. So there's going to be, I think, flag football has got a chance to stay. Well, they also reinstated baseball and softball. That is also a good thing because baseball should be. Nobody in was playing that shit at the Olympics. Sure. Baseball should be. Nobody baseball. was watching it. It was. It yeah. Was, Softball had basically one country. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Baseball got more countries, but it's just it's one. It's the middle of baseball season, and that's the problem. It's the middle of baseball season in almost every country that plays baseball. Yeah. Right? It's like the it's middle of Major League Baseball season. It's the middle of Japanese Korean Baseball League. It's the middle of everybody's baseball. Well, they should season. just use minor league players, or you know, they usually do, and they usually suck. Well, I don't care about the and US. It's not worth watching. And I'm talking about the world. The problem is all the other countries. The other countries are in the middle of their baseball season. And they, some of their best players are playing in MLB or Korea or Japan. Yeah. So yeah. baseball shouldn't. Maybe this is away for a like reason. A Little League World Series of it. No, that shit's annoying, man. I hate watching that shit on TV. I used to love watching it. And I slowly was like, this shit is annoying as fuck right now. I hate it as a kid. I was like, what these fucking You know, the crazy part, for? though, is that if they put two college softball teams on that ballpark, it'd be way more exciting. <laughs> there we go. Jarrett's personal grief against women's softball. Dude, it's it's one of the biggest like slaps and mock. It's a dog whistle sport, if you can call it that, I guess. What? <laughs> you have equality now. <laughs> Play on the little boys field. Dude, that's my opinion about softball. They should be playing in softball could be like softball is fun to watch but it's not that fun to watch that's why nobody really watches anymore you watch it if you're into it anymore and i mean they're watching at one point in time i used to watch it a little bit but i realized it wasn't like 
Like so many people just like slapping at the ball because the ball they're too close. The pitches are too close. Number one, the bases like it's, dude, it's like literally baseball where you hit the ball, you hit a chopper grounder, and you hope you can beat out the throw. Like man, I was one for one today. Really, you just yeah, like, eh, like I don't know. I'm just like make the base pass longer, make the fence a little bit further. Shit, make the ball a little bit smaller. Let those pitchers really have to whatever. But put the pitcher back a little bit. Make this shit an actual hitter's game. Put the fence back. Put the bases back. Play something more similar to baseball, not on a tiny-ass field. That's hella disrespectful, and it's been accepted. And I understand when it was accepted why it was a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but the game hasn't evolved, and it should evolve. These women are some tight athletes. You got some tight athletes out there who are playing on a 12-year-old, under 12's baseball Little League World Series diamond, bro. You got women. I don't know why you care so much about a sport that you don't watch. It's a kiss down to the to, to, to what it represents and actual equality. People are like, man, dude, never mind. All right, sorry about that, guys. Anyways, in other news, <laughs> Jesus, I'm fighting well, for women. Are you? Well, where the hell Pedro been for the last half hour? I'm fighting. No, I'm fighting with women. Oh, he's still laying down. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought you'd go. I thought you'd go. Fighting with women. Quit telling me about that. Yeah, think the weekend caught up with me, fella. So, so. Oh, you laying there? I'm right here. Mister. Oh, shit. He did say he was going to do the podcast laying down like somebody. And Jesus. <laughs> I don't know which Jesus is who we're talking about there. Jesus. <laughs> the only one Jesus was on the show laying down. When was he laying down? Jesus? Jesus? Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he was in Miami. He was in the show from Miami. We might have to call his wife. 